Yes, people, it's another day, which means we continue our BFI Flare coverage. We have two more great films for you today, people. Uh, especially if you're a bit of a John Hughes fan, you know. Actually, you've got one film, one documentary. All right, so um, let's get to it. Okay, people, so big news for the BFI Flare London LGBTIQ Plus Film Festival. Right, so um, they're doing the screen talks. Yes, they are doing the screens talk series for this festival. And um, film and television actor Russell Tovey will be part of it. You know, and as part of BFI Flair's The Maker series, conversations with award-winning filmmaker, journalist and author David France, you know, and writer-producer Jay Garano Acaporta, you know, some, all of the special events will be available for free for audience to access wherever in the world you are, right? And you can do it via the BFI YouTube, the Facebook channels, you know, it is all there for you, right? So, um, yeah, this 12-day event, which brings the best new LGBTIQ plus cinema from around the world via BFI Player to UK-wide audiences, will also feature discussions with the directors and BFI Flair, BFI Flair programmers for the films Well-Rounded and Rebel Dykes. Both screaming at the festival, um, BFI Film Academy will also return with events for young creatives and the BFI Flair community can indulge in their love of trivia and the music as the popular Big Gay Film Quiz is back. And the BFI Flair FM will keep everyone moving to the beats of their favourite BFI Flair dance party DJs over on the BFI Spotify page. <laughs> so, um, yeah, tickets for the features can be purchased via the BFI Flair website. Right, so um, there is a lot people, there is a lot to talk about, so with the screen talks, Russell Tovey will be, um, he's will be up on Friday the 26th of March at 7pm, right, um, now with the makers, you have um, the Joy Guerrero Acaporta, that will be taking place on Tuesday, the 23rd of March at 6pm. David France will be Wednesday, the 24th at 6pm. And um, then we have some events, right? So there's the well-rounded A Conversation. So that... That will be happening on Saturday, the 20th of March at 2 p.m., right? And um, you can hear from uh, assistant programmer Tara Brown, who is joined by Shana Mara um, and Candy Palamata, along with Lydia Okelelo. Right, so um, also you have a Dr. Charlotte Cooper, um, yeah, 
and uh, Grace Barber Plenty. Right, so um, that should be pretty interesting. Now, on um, the Sunday the 21st at 2pm, there is Rebel Dykes, a conversation. Right, so... um. Yeah, you will be able to hear from the co-directors, Harry Shanahan and Shion Williams, along with Atalanta Koenig, uh, plus the um, programmer Jay Bernard and Tara Brown. So, another very good, interesting thing to um, yeah be down with. So, the uh, BFI Academy events, so, um, Beyond Coming of Age, right, so that takes place at 12pm on Saturday the 20th of March, right, it's going to be a, a Zoom event, which you, you know, will have to book for via Eventbrite, Eventbrite, uh, the panellists will be Thomas Wilson White, the director of the fantastic The Greenhouse. You also get um, Thanasis uh, Tissipins, who directed Escaping the Fragile Planet. We got Noza Eke, who um, who is um, part of the alumni class from 2018 and Matthew Jacobs Morgan who um, is also from the 2018 alumni class right so you have that Um, then later on that same day at 3pm you've got family values right so this will be a conversation with Alexa Bacconi and Michelle Antonides. Again, that's going to be a Zoom conversation, right? So um, I make sure you get your tickets for that, people, right? So um, Bacconi um, directed Colors of Toby, and um, Antonides is the producer of Sweetheart. So, yeah. Right, so if you're a quiz fan, the Big Gay Film Quiz will be taking place on Monday the 22nd of March at 7pm. And um, it looks like that will be on the um, Facebook page. So, a lot, a lot to look forward to, people. So, make sure you mark those dates down and enjoy. Okay, people, so now we have all of that out the way, we can get into today's films. And there's another couple of good ones for you, people. So, let's go. I had no idea what No Ordinary Man was about. You know, it was just like, huh, I wonder what this film is about, right? So... When the, you know, the whole premise is revealed, it's like, oh, interesting, right? Because I think it's, it's really, you know, how someone is able to, I think, pull something off for this period of time, you know? And obviously, like, pull something off. It's not like someone's doing this horrendous thing. But, you know, usually things come out, right? Usually things will come out. And the fact that nothing did, nothing, is crazy. You know, you imagine, like, if this happened in today's society, a family member or a school friend would probably uh, come out in the papers and be like, uh, I know a story about Billy. You know what I mean? You, you could imagine that is what, um, that is what would go down. <laughs> so, 
the piece is it's directed by chase joint and asling ching yi uh ching li yi also co-wrote the film with amos mack it's produced by sarah spring um the music is well, they do use um, Tipton, Billy Tipton's music, along with um, Rich Allcoin. Cinematography is Lena Mill Roulard, and um, Ching Yi also edited the film. Right, so um, yeah, it's um, you know, it was actually you know it's made during the pandemic as well, so. You know, they were able to get it done, which is always impressive, right? And um, the gist of the piece is this. Tipton was born in Oklahoma in 1914, and with the limited resources of the 1930s, had no choice but to transition alone. Entering that heady world of jazz as a pianist and band leader, he enjoyed a long and successful career, becoming a husband and a father of three adopted sons in the 1960s. He never shared his gender history with anyone, and when he died in 1989, the press seized on the public outing, generating much lurid coverage and incredulity. Uh, so the film uses archival footage, plus interviews with one of Billy's sons, along with trans historians Kate Bornstein and Susan Stryker. This creatively constructed documentary employs blind casting to spotlight an array of trans masculine actors that put themselves in Billy's courageous shoes, with a standout performance from Marcus Wilson. This is a true commentary of Tipton's enduring significance in transgender history. So, yeah, that, that's the thing. And that, this is what I mean, right? To, I think, do this back in, you know, 1930. Right? It, it seems like this crazy thing to be able to uh you know pull off with no one knowing right now to pulling it off isn't so much the um the thing it's just the, the fact that no one knew until billy's death right that's the thing that really i feel um you know is like damn yeah so the film it starts off with a quote from james baldwin actually you know which is the purpose of art is to lay bare the questions that have been hidden by the answers right which is um yeah right it's not a bad little uh quote right there you know and it does kind of um yeah say a lot you know which this documentary is it's interesting you know i i think it's very interesting in the way they kind of framed it right because they yeah they use this casting you know to um get a, a lot of information across so you had these Oh gosh, I think it's like five or six, five or six guys turn up and um, act out some scenes. Right, so it's like Billy um, walking in trying to get a gig, then talking to someone in a club as Duke Ellington arrives. You know, so we get to see these different scenes and a different way these... Um, these very different people played it right and you have to, i don't know i don't know if any of them really looks like 
Billy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because we do, uh, this is a great thing. You have pictures. There are pictures and there is recordings of, of Billy talking. Talking and we, 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 have, um, we have some audio of him singing as well. So I think that is, yeah, interesting, right? Because, you know, you'd be like, oh, how's that going to work, right? I wonder, um, yeah, is, is, because it, I think the big thing is, was Billy any good? And when I say good, I, 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 I mean, good isn't the word, right? Because I think there's a lot of good musicians, right? But was Billy... Uh, something special, right? Because you know, in, in the like, for instance, for instance, they did this that scene about Duke Ellington, and Duke Ellington is, hell, you know, something special, right? And so it's just like, was Billy that? Now I don't think we we get that information. That's never, you know truly given to us because everyone's like they talk about um billy being this incredible thing but it, it it seems more on the basis of because billy is a a, a transgender icon rather than billy's incredible like it was one of the but you hear someone at the very beginning right talking so we don't see people we're, we're seeing like trains going an overlook of trades and then motorways which i don't really know why right I, these things don't really serve any sort of purpose they're kind of just there so we could have this these conversations played over them at the, at the start of the piece but one person like oh did you know about billy tipton oh i didn't and then one's like, oh, well, one guy, one guy is like, oh, I knew, because I like this band, and they mentioned him in a song, and there's a bit like, well, you don't really know, you've heard the name, <laughs> you know, hearing the name is a little bit different than knowing who someone is, but, um, yeah, one of them is like, um, oh, I listened to the album, and the album made me cry, and... Yeah, there was no real elaboration on that, you know, because it's like, why is the why did the album make you cry, right? Because I think that's the important thing is, you know, on a musical basis, right? How was the music? How, you know, did it go from good to exceptional, right? Because I think that's the the real big thing that I really, really wanted to know, like, where did Billy Tipton stand on that level? Because I think you can be, you can be decent and be a band leader, right? You don't have to be exceptional to be a band leader, right? So that was, um, yeah, that, that was one thing. But yeah, the piece, you know, it's talking about all of this stuff and, I mean, when you hear about how this, you know, because they don't really, you know, there's no real true account of how it all happened, how, you know, they found out that Billy Tipton was a woman, right? So, because we just get a, now, this is the story that's out there, right? And, and you hear this story. And, and it's kind of like, oh, damn, right? It's, it's, it's a little crazy. And especially, you know, the fact that it got leaked and then just, you know, when it's everywhere. So we see some of that aftermath. It's funny, right? You see um, Billy's ex-wife on Oprah, right? And Oprah, you know what I mean? Gotta say, Oprah, I didn't. I mean, she, look, it, I wouldn't say she came off 
mean, but I wouldn't say she came off friendly in the way she was, you know, pressing this woman with the questions and everything like that. It was a bit like, oh, okay. Alright, Oprah, calm the fuck down. You know? It, it was funny seeing all of that. Right? Because at the end of the day, who gives a fuck? Right? It, it's so weird. You know, that it's, it, it's, it's a thing. Because, the, you know, the thing that kind of matters the most is like, was the music good? Right? Was the music good? And was was Tipton a good dad? You know what I mean? Like, was, they, they adopted three kids. Was Tipton a good dad? Like, that's that's the key thing. Because if the answer is yes, yes, then, yeah, there's nothing else that matters. Right? You know, you, you, you kind of feel that... <sighs> you know, you, you, you hope that, you know, no one was lied to or fooled, right, so with the marriage, it was a bit of a surprise, suppose, that she didn't know, right, now, I imagine she probably did, but, yeah, you, like, to say that you did, then that opens up a whole heap of other questions and all of that, which is just like, ugh, I'd rather not, right, I'd rather not deal with all of this shit, so, you know, she's, she just was like, yeah, I don't know, I didn't know, but, you know, she did say he was a fantastic husband and a, a fantastic father, which, you know, that's the, that's the key thing right there. Now, it didn't look into, there was no explanation for why they got divorced, which, I mean, that would have been interesting. Right? Why did they get divorced? Was it because, you know, Tipton really wanted to, you know, travel more with the, for music and do that? Or, you know, like, what was the reason? Right? You see, that's another thing that kind of interesting, right? It, 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 it's kind of like, oh, I wouldn't have mind knowing that. But I think what was good was you heard from Billy's son and... His eldest son, Billy Jr., Sr., no, ugh, it would be Billy Jr., right? Because Billy Sr. is the actual Billy Billy. I, yeah, it's Billy Jr. All right, we heard from Billy Jr. I hate, like, so even, you know, I think Billy Tipton, yeah, did the perfect transition because still, still was able to do just the, the inane bullshit of, oh, I'll name my kid after me. <laughs> Let me do that, right? But we hear from Billy Jr. And so we actually have Billy Jr. as a kid, right? When I say kid, a young man, right? There's archival footage of him talking as a young man. And then another, you know, with him as an older man, right? And this archival footage of Billy Jr. talking. I think, the, the, I think it was great that you had the, this moment because, you know, he's asked about, oh, you know, well, actually, there was two, there was one question at, um, it might have been o the Oprah thing, and some woman, a young woman, right, she gets up and she's like, um, a, a, a big thing about, you know, a father and son is, you know, they throw ball together and, you know, and I've been like, is that really it? You know what I mean? Like, look, there's, there's other things. I don't, it's a thing that gets defined in films, right? But I don't really think that is, you know, the key thing. I mean, like, ah, oh, okay, so, you know, dad's be reading a book on parenting and be like, okay, you must throw a ball with your kid, you know, I, I don't know if it's as, you know, I mean, ingrained like that, but this, this dumbass woman, she's like, did you notice that when he was throwing the ball with you, because, you know, Billy Jr.'s like, yeah, we play ball, and he's like, did you notice when you play ball that, you know, 
he he threw it in a feminine way and it was just like oh my god what is wrong and, and it was you know Billy was just like you you know he wanted to be like you dumbass motherfucker you know what I mean? he was very polite and he was just like no we we had a good time we did the normal things it was cool right and then the, i think the key moment was he was talking and he's like listen at first I, I didn't know what to think right i didn't know what to think you know you find out that your dad was really a woman you know and then i realized no my dad was great right my dad was a dad my dad loved me and gave me everything and you know what I mean? yeah so I, I yeah there's no resentment there's none of that and i mean that's the thing right it, it was, if this story was about someone who transitioned and was a horrible husband like beat up the wife you know, neglected the kids it is it's just like that's the story you know what i mean because it's just like listen the, you know going through the transition and all of that yeah that's tough right but you then turned into an arsehole right and, and that i'm not down with that but to find out that yeah he was a great dad you know great partner you're just like all right then that's that's the important shit that's the important shit it doesn't matter if you know someone's you know wrapping their breast up right wearing a corset you know doing all of these things because you know listen they went out into the world and they did some meaningful shit right did some meaningful shit created music you know went around playing created music and um you know felt at ease with themselves you know being a woman wearing a dress that wasn't what you know made billy feel good you know that, billy wasn't billy in that guise so billy became what made billy feel good and that was being billy tipton right and you can't you can't knock someone for that for living their life and finding happiness because hey at the end of the day everyone does it right everyone does it you meet someone and they'll tell you oh yeah i, I did this and i'm doing this and blah 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 and you might bump into people that they used to know and be like no that's not true and that's not true and they didn't uh, what and you find out this person has kind of you know try to remold who they are and at the end of the day it's just like ah whatever i don't care like as long as you're not hurting anyone be you find out what makes you happy and go do that and that's essentially what this is right it, it, it's it's telling us about billy and you know what billy went out and did Right, so it's interesting with the archival footage and hearing from all of these different people and everything like that. So I think it works in that respect. They do use a lot of musical beds behind the talkie, which, listen, I have no issue with the music. The music is good. I did like the music getting played, but I don't always need a musical bed behind talking. You know, it, it does get a bit annoying after a while. It's just like, can we just, can we just have the talking? We don't need the music behind it, right? Let's just do the talking. You know, but I think other than that, this is put together very well. You know, I, th I think it, it clearly tells this story. Now, as I said, look, there's a few things that I would have liked to have known, but really, other than that, yeah, this gives you a lot. So, hey, I'd say, you know, No Ordinary Man is definitely worth a watch, right? Because it's just very interesting. You know, very interesting to hear about this 
thing that went down in the in the 1930s right i think that's a crazy fascinating thing so people if you like jazz right you might want to give this a check out right so it's an old new man it is playing until 11:59 on the 28th of march it's available in closed captions and audio description it's 84 minutes so nothing crazy there right so yeah go give it a watch you know it's on um it's on iplayer and all of that so yeah go enjoy people no ordinary man i think right we can always get lost in the idea of what films are right you know what I mean? You, you want films that move you and have this powerful message and, oh, yeah, that really stirred things up. And, you know what I mean? I mean, sometimes that's what everyone wants and asks for. But, right? But, sometimes just the ability to make you smile, right? Just the ability, so you laugh and you smile and you just, you just feel kind of happy, you know? I think that's a huge thing. And yeah, we shouldn't discount it, right? And I have to say, you know, Drama Rama had me smiling, right? Had me smiling all the way through. I very much enjoyed this film, you know? It was goofy as fuck right, it was super goofy, which is cool, you know what I mean, it is cool, like, the opening is, um, just hilarious, right, because you've got, um, Gene, one of our cast, and he's standing in front of the mirror, right, doing that thing people do, like, hey, hey, handsome, oh, yeah, Look at me. I'm looking. You know what I mean? He's like doing that shit. He's got his shirt off. And uh, then he's like, I don't know. I don't know if he's just about to check his, see how his dick looks. Or he's just like thinking of something. He puts his hands down his shorts. And then his mum starts to open the door. <laughs> so we have him do like a commando roll a drop commando roll slamming the door in his mum's face <laughs> I just... <laughs> oh my god this is as an opening right that is yeah it's classic this is classic Right? Because it's just like, how many times did your freaking parents just burst into your room? You know what I mean? Be like, yo, knock. Right? Damn. But, you know, his mum's like, oh, are you coming to church? He's like, ah, I'm not coming to church. I told you I'm not coming to church. What's going on? Grr. You know, so we have this, um, yeah, we, we have this scene. And it is hilarious, right? It's hilarious, man. But, oh, yeah, I feel we we skipped, right? We skipped, we jumped ahead. So this film, right, it is written and directed by Jonathan Wisoki. You know, the um, it's a very small cast and crew, right? So producing it, Wisoki, he also produces along with Al Bijang, uh, Ye Wang, and Charles Herman Wormfield. The music is from Chandy Dancy. The cinematography is Todd Bell. The film editing is Christine Kim. Casting, Sunday Bowl and Meg Mormon. Production design, Vanessa Plaza Lazo. Uh, costumes, Devon Horn. There are some fun costumes, people, actually, in this one. You know. So, yeah, I think, I, I mean, look, 
it's a small crew, but there's still a lot of people, right? We, I could throw could everyone's name out, but, you know, I'm not sure we have time. But, yeah, our, our group of friends, right? our core group of friends here are, um, well, it's Rose, right? Rose, you know, she's brought everyone together, and Rose is played by Anna Grace Barlow. Like, the first person we meet is Jean, who's played by Nick Pugliers. Then um, we've got Claire, who's played by Megan Suri. And Oscar, who's played by uh, Nico Griffin. And Ali, right? Ali, who's Danielle Kay. And then you've got uh, Zach Henry, who plays JD. You know, the, the cooler kid. <laughs> who's hanging around hmm right so um the story is this in the summer of 1994 gene and his small gang of theater loving pals get together for one final murder mystery party before they leave for college the next morning with a mutual flair for the dramatic Emotions always run high amongst this ostentatious group. Although tonight's third act looks set to be particularly explosive, as Gene has a secret he needs to share with his conservative friends. But when the spotlight comes on, will our leading man be able to deliver his lines? <laughs> Man, so this is a, you know, picture debut from Wiziki, right? There are, I have to say, one thing, notice that, um, you know, Flair, there are a lot of people making their feature debuts. And, you know what I mean? For a feature debut... You know, even if this, like, you know, that's a bit like, yeah, you know, it's shit, but as a first film, good effort, well done, mate, nice, no, 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 even if this wasn't Wazeki's feature debut, it is still a very enjoyable, good film, you know what I mean, I don't, I don't think you can um, take away from that fact, right, it's, um, yeah, I don't know, there's something about it, right? It reminded me a lot like a um, a John Hughes film, right? A, a 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink type of thing, you know? Not, not as much alcohol and, and all of that, you know what I mean? But it's that quick dialogue. Right, it's, it's that quick, sharp, woody dialogue between everyone, you know, it, it, it works, right? And with this, right, they're, they're drama kids, drama geeks even, let's call them that. And, um, you know, they use it as a shield, right? You notice that if any, any hard questions get asked, you know, suddenly a line from someone's favourite film or book or play gets dropped, you know, which, yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it, it diffuses the moments and brings the tension without having to, like, do anything crazy, which is always fun, right? It's definitely a fun thing. We open up with a murder mystery game. <laughs> so they're all taking literary characters. You know, Bride of Frankenstein, Sherlock Holmes, Alice in Wonderland. Um, oh, God, I forget the... Uh, someone that was left at the, at, at the altar. I think in an Austin book. Hmm. I feel, oh man, Henrietta or something, I forget, man, I think I've read way too much, but um, yeah, so it's all fun, right, that's how we meet everyone in these goofy-ass costumes, and then Jean, 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 
teaching doesn't come in the costume everyone expected him to come in right so i feel it was probably a last minute change hmm which it does seem to fit it does seem to fit gene's character right now what i thought was very interesting as well about this film um you know waziki and the crew utilize kickstarter yes utilize kickstarter to to raise 60,000 to get them into um well get them through post production into a production proper which um yeah not a not a bad idea right now it's yeah pretty much a, a single location you know there are a lot of times they're in the house kitchen living room and a bedroom there's a bit in the pool you know and then airport but yeah not many locations here so um it's all very self-contained and um it, I feel it, it like you don't need a lot, right? You, you don't need a lot to have this film work because it's built on those conversations, right? The, these moments between friends because this is their last hurrah, the last hurrah before they all go off. So there's this expectation, right? We're gonna now start everything, but. Uh, do we want to take that next step, right? And then it's like, um, oh, these people are going off to great things. What about me? Is my thing as good? Yeah, I mean, there's all these kind of little threads that are, are working their way through all of this. And new potential new friend groups. You know, it's all there. So... It it's all playing out in front of us, and uh, yeah, I, I I think Wozniski captures the spirit very well, right? Now it's interesting because on his Kickstarter, because it's like look, a lot of times we you know we create things to represent ourselves, you know, or aspects of our life that we don't think are out there at the moment, and Wozniski's like um. Yeah, you know, he's growing up, him and his friends, they, they're like these kids. They didn't drink or um, do all these crazy things that you see in other kind of college films, right? So he's like, oh, he wanted to try and make something to capture kids who are like himself, you know? And then also the coming out kind of situation. But I have to say, right? I don't think every film needs those moments, right? I, I don't think a film necessarily needs, you know, the, the, the character to come out or anything like that. Because, you know, when you think about stuff, we're all human. And there's never a right moment for things. And sometimes you think, all right... I'm going to do it tomorrow. Yeah, that's going to be the time when I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to tell this person what I feel, blah, blah, blah. And then you, you, you built it all up. You know, you built it up. You're stressing yourself out. And the moment comes. And nothing. Right? You're just like, ah. Yeah, so, um... No, so uh, I, 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 want, I need you to tell you that uh, um, uh, I, I'm not sure if I can find a CD you lent me. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was stressing me out. Um, yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, okay, all right. Um, gotta go. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just do something, something to get out of that. You know, in heat. So, yeah, that's what that's what we kind of have here. You know, the, these moments that. You know, get masked, right? You know, the whole, oh, well, um, my friend's cousin, or, um, oh, so this person I know at work is, you know what I mean? Like, when, I kind of feel, for the most part, people understand that, 
when you say that, it's usually about you, right? There's no my friend's cousin, right? My colleague at work. It's you, you know, but then there's those people that do believe, right? There's that naivete. So we capture all of those things here, right? The naivete of people, people that I think are eager to move on, right? To go to that next level. But, you know, you don't want to lose that group, right? So, yeah, they continue with the goof. Right, when everything gets a little bit too real, it's, um, you know, let's talk about farts, right? It's stuff like that. But then, oh, even though this is, you know, a fun, like, you know, just sweet film, there are still these moments, right? So, I think when, when it, like, he'd be like, I, I love you. And it's like, I love you too. Then that silent pause. And then it's like, I love you like a sister. And you just like, oh, god damn. Right? It was just like there's certain lines in this. And you just like, oh, no. Right? I feel that person's pain. <laughs> I feel that pain. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot that that happens and you feel like, yeah, I can relate to that situation right there. You know, that, that feels very real. You know, the, the, some of the silly bickering and all this, you know. Oh, this, this new person's very cool. I want to hang out with this new person, right? There's all of these things that do ring true. And, um, yeah, we get these just superb performances, right? I think you, you look at everything that gets delivered here, and the cast do a fantastic job. You know, because, look, they have to, you know, they, they, they have to be these kids, right? They have to be these kids that don't necessarily know a lot. You know, they're, they're not doing the crazy stuff. They're not experimenting with drugs. You know, they're not, um, you know, sleeping around and all of this kind of stuff. Right? So, yeah, they're very, um, yeah, innocent. Right? So you have to have that. But then there's always the curiosity. Right? So they have to be able to give us all of these different facets and they do you know what I mean they really do which is great and, and a lot of it is you know a quick 180 pivot right from one thing to the next and it's yeah without a slip without a slip you know I have to say this is what Daniel K's alley and she Definitely kind of seems the, um, uh, like, she's not a mediator, right? But she is the the person in the film who kind of seems to have a handle on a lot of the stuff, right? She can see between the lines, right? And so this is a great character, for certain moments, trying to help out the friends, you know, being like, yo, I think you need to um, just be careful of your expectations, right, it's just little things that she does, and then at the very end, there's a very sweet moment between her and Jean, you know, it, it, yeah, it, it's very good, and I, I think this cast really elevate this film. You know, it, it's, it's, it is, as I said, a very quick and smart script. But without the acting talent, it's just going to fall flat. And it never does. You know, never falls flat. I, I was very much with it all the way through. You know, all the way through. I just, yeah, I loved it.
I will highly recommend people check out Drama Rama. You know, which um, yeah, I have to say, when I first saw this film, I didn't know how to pronounce the name, but yeah, Drama Rama. <laughs> See, we all grow, people. We all grow and learn. So yes, if you have that opportunity. Go check this one out, right? I, I don't think you will be disappointed. And especially if you do like, you know, a John Hughes-ish type of film, right? It's not superhero, but I think if you've enjoyed the new Spider-Man films, it's, it's, you know, of that of a tone, right? The kids hanging out, good scripts, all of that. Yeah. So, yeah, people. It is available in closed caption and audio description. It's 91 minutes, so it's, it's not crazy long in length. But yeah, you're not going to be looking at your watches. And as with everything else, people, you have until 11.59 on Sunday the 28th of March to enjoy it. So, yeah. Go check out Jonathan Wisiski's debut feature, Traumarama. You will not be disappointed. Okay, people, so there we go. Another day done. Hope you enjoyed those. Hope they've been useful to you, people. But yes, remember, this festival still... As another good chunk of days left, it ends on Sunday the 28th of March. End of play two people. So, remember, all the links are in the episode details. Also, go to the BFI website. You know what I mean? Their Facebook, their YouTube, and you can get access to a whole heap of stuff. So even if you're international people, still there for you to view. Alright, so enjoy, and we will be back tomorrow with more films and more stuff to talk about. Okay, enjoy. Peace.